Hi there, sir. I am Stanley the Siberian. Welcome to Duggar's Bark for your bed and breakfast. Would you mind, sir, taking care of those muddy paws right away? We try to run a spotless hotel here. Good grief. Eight score. And three years ago, my best friend's wife also made such a big deal about my muddy paws that I never made it to the White House. And now this? Oh my dog. Wait, Fido. You're the real Fido. Abraham Lincoln's dog, Fido. Duggar would be thrilled to have you participate in his podcast, where he talks with some of the most famous dogs in American history. Fine. I get lots of requests for pictures, but this will be my first podcast. I do have a lot to tell, considering I was so close to Abraham Lincoln, but I never got to see the White House in Washington City. So let's do it. As long as it's a gig that pays. Great. Duggar's people, some of which of course may be animals, will give you a ring. Here's your Duggar Dinner's welcome kit and pet policy, with a link to the pet-friendly concierge. Oh, and the little section about damages caused by muddy paws is right cheer. Hi there to all of you history buffs, and particularly to the dog lovers in the group. It's me, Duggar. Marcy! 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 Hold on, Duggar. I am reading your email. You are creating a podcast? What is a podcast? Do you mean a podcast? No way! It is a podcast. We are using advanced AI technology so that we can speak directly with some of the most important furry friends in the history of the United States. It's a Duggar Dinner's technological miracle. Oh! Wow! I seriously don't get paid enough for this. Got it, Duggar. I'm dialed in and ready. Great. Hi, everybody. Marcy from marketing at my pet solutions company, Duggar Dinners, is sitting in with me as we begin a series of podcasts, or podcasts, I guess, where we talk to some of the most famous pets in American history. Thanks, Duggar. As Duggar certainly knows, but maybe our listeners don't. Duggar Dinners works with hotels, breweries, and restaurants nationwide to provide pet-friendly solutions. It's for dogs that go out and have a night out, like at a pet-friendly hotel. So as we provide present-day dogs with things like dog treats, chews, and pet bowls, Duggar thought, wouldn't it be fun to take a look back at some of the great dogs in American history? Right, right, right! And today we're going to talk to Fido, a really famous dog from my grandparents' home state of Illinois. He lived in Springfield, and his dad, oh my dog, his dad freed the slaves, won the Civil War, and was like a wood splitter. Yeah, he must have been a lumberjack. I am so excited to talk to Abraham Lincoln's dog, the one and only Fido. You will find out why Fido became such a famous dog name. All because of today's very special guest. Abraham Lincoln was not a lumberjack, he was a rail splitter. It's not even close. But okay, so when do we chat with Fido? Hello, Duggar. This is Fido. Oh, my dog! Hello, Fido! Welcome to Duggar's History is for the Dogs podcast. Ladies, gentlemen, and furry friends, let me introduce Fido Lincoln. <laughs> Fido was the first presidential dog to ever get photographed. The photo, wow, it got made into a calling card. The card went around the world, it was sold to souvenir collectors, and he just became really, really famous. Certainly nice to be here, Duggar. Welcome to the program. So Fido, wow, where do we start? So what type of dog are you? And when did you become Abraham Lincoln's dog? 
You know to start, let me note that I wasn't Abraham Lincoln's first dog. In fact, when he was moving from Indiana, there is a famous story about young Abraham rescuing a family dog like me when they were crossing an icy river into Illinois. As the Lincoln family loaded their wagon onto a flatboat, they realized that they had left the family dog behind. So young Abraham jumped into the river, waded to shore, and rescued the forgotten dog. When berated by his father, Abraham replied, The dog feels better, and except for cold feet, so do I. So he was a great friend to us dogs, and we were always great friends to him. Oh, wow! Oh, freaking wow! That is such a great story! I came to live with Abraham Lincoln and his family in Springfield in the early 1850s, before he was the president. And I am a yellow-colored mutt. Lincoln named me Fido after the Latin word fidelity, and many agree that I could be seen as one of the first support dogs ever. You see, Abraham Lincoln suffered periodic bouts of depression, but he took me with him all around Springfield as he ran errands and attended to his business. Dog knows, I did not know a dog lick about any of his businesses, from storekeeping to lumberjacking to practicing law. So clearly, I was just there to make Abraham Lincoln happy. Hmm. Yeah, he wasn't a lumberjack, he was a rail splitter. Just want to clarify that again. What's the deal? Right, right, right. So tell me about going to the White House. You must have been the first dog to sleep in the Lincoln bedroom. That must have been so cool. Not so fast, Mr. Duggar. On February 11, 1861, my buddy Abe made a few parting words to all of us gathered at the Springfield train station as he headed to Washington to become the President of the United States. Here is how I remember that famous farewell speech. My friends, no one, not in my situation, can appreciate my feeling of sadness at this parting to this place and the kindness of these people and my dog Fido, I owe everything. Here I have lived a quarter of a century and have passed from a young to an old man. Here my children have been born and one is buried. I now leave not knowing when or whether ever I may return with a task before me greater than that which rested upon Washington Without the assistance of that divine being who ever attended him, I cannot succeed. With that assistance, I cannot fail. Oh, and Fido, can you meet up with Mrs. Lincoln behind the train station for one minute? Yep, thanks. You see, Abraham's wife Mary Lincoln, well, she wasn't exactly a member of the Fido fan club. She was constantly annoyed that Abe allowed me into the house and the attention that he gave me and so much ado about my muddy paws. Mary would complain that I would jump up onto the beds, get up onto the curtains for dog's sake. Duggar, the streets were made of mud. What was I supposed to do? Put on doggy booties? So right after the election of 1860, Mary wrote, and I quote this one directly from a source. The public will not tolerate a dog, even the president's dog, if that animal soils the White House carpets or damages the heritage furniture in that mansion, those items are public property and are held in trust by the President and should not be despoiled by any animal. 
So Mr. Fido is not going to Washington. Oh, my dog! That must have crushed you. And sadly, I never felt the gentle touch of his large careful fingers on my furry back ever again. We hope that you are enjoying Duggar and Marcy and their special podcast. The Duggar podcasts are produced by the creative team at Duggar Dinners, the pet-friendly solutions company. Duggar Dinners works with hotels, Airbnbs, breweries, restaurants, and other pet-friendly destinations to provide treats, dog chews, bowls, kits, and other pet accessories. We work closely with our customers and provide customized dog menus, pet policies, pet-friendly directories, and more so that our partners can provide a complete 360-degree set of solutions to their guests with pets. Visit our website at www.duggardinners.com so you can learn more about our pet-friendly solutions or recommend them to one of your favorite pet-friendly destinations. I spent the next four unhappy years with the John Rolls family, seeking refuge on old sofa that Abe gave to John Rolls for me to enjoy. And I could only think back and remember the good times that I had with Mr. Lincoln, Willie, and Tad. Wow, Fido. I had no idea. What a Karen. Exactly, Marcy. Well before her time, so Abe gave specific instructions to John Rolls that I should get to wander their house with my muddy paws and do what I want. You are never to tie Fido up in the backyard by himself. He is a house dog, and as such, he should be allowed inside whenever he scratches at the door. He is not to be scolded for having muddy paws. He should be permitted to join the Rolls family at dinner. He is accustomed to being fed by everyone at the table. Keep this lovely seven-foot-long green horsehair couch that I built for my height, because Fido so loves sitting on it as well. But what I really wanted to do was to be with my family Abe, Willie, Tad, and Mrs. Public Property. For dog's sake. Mrs. Lincoln spent a fortune, almost $40,000 then, more than half a million today, to renovate the White House. Couldn't she just put it all back after we were done? So instead, I hung out with Mr. Roll's kids who were of ages similar to the Lincolns, and I would visit Billy the Barber in Springfield who I spent so much time with as Mr. Lincoln was very clean-shaven in those days. I often wonder, did Mr. Lincoln actually stop going to the barber because he could no longer go with me? Pretty good theory, I think. Right! Right! So Billy the barber sent many letters to the president, and he would often update the president on my condition, and that became part of the historical record of the day. Tell Taddy that his and Willie's dog is alive and kicking, doing well. He stays mostly with John Rolls with his boys who are about the age now that Tad and Willie were when they left for Washington. Signed, William Flerville, Barber. Still, I look fondly back on those precious years and the many days that we spent together. I remember some great moments, like when Mr. Lincoln and I were talking about his newfound interest in cats and whether the family should get more pets, in this case, cats. And I would say to him, Please, Mr. Lincoln, we cannot be a house divided against itself. 
It will become either one thing, just dogs like me, or all the other. But despite my eloquent words, Mr. Lincoln became the first president to, believe it or not, take cats to the White House, and I had to accept my role as presidential dog in absentia. Wow! That's rough! Rough! I just hate cats! So did you ever see Mr. Lincoln after he left for Washington? Sadly, I never saw Mr. Lincoln ever again. And when his funeral procession returned to Springfield in 1865, John Rolls took me to the funeral where everyone recognized me. That's how important I was to Abe. Many famous photos of me were taken after the funeral, and I was the first presidential dog to ever be photographed. I take great pride that the photos were distributed to many of the people who loved Abraham Lincoln. It became one of the most popular postcards of the era, and that made me very happy. Wow. That is a really painful story, Fido. But at least you were able to provide some relief to all the men, women, and children who were grieving the loss of such a great leader. That really makes you a true dog hero. Indeed. And now, Marcy, through the miracle of Duggar's podcast AI technology, I can clear up some of the uncertainties regarding the photos of me. Welcome to the Oh My Dog segment of our podcast, where it's awesome how Duggar always seems to discover something unexpected that none of us knew from his special guests. And at Duggar Dinners, we work diligently with our hotel and Airbnb partners to make sure that there are no surprises for their pet-friendly guests. So while we not only provide welcome kits that provide great extras for guests with pets, we also work with our hotel and Airbnb partners to provide many other essentials. Our pet-friendly policy guides summarize all of the important rules at a hotel, and the pet-friendly concierge recommends nearby dog parks, pet-friendly breweries, and the best location for green grass and pustaceans. Next time you stay at a pet-friendly hotel, ask them why they aren't making their location more pet-friendly by working with Duggar Dinners. Right on Fido! Proceed! There are actually two similar images that show you what I looked like. To be clear, it was not taken with the Lincolns. It was taken after the assassination by a nice man named Meyer who gave me a dog treat. After Lincoln's funeral, the town was overrun by people. Visitors wanted to buy items related to Lincoln, and we did not have the penny as of yet. A townsperson decided that a photo of the first dog and in fact the first photo ever taken of any president's dog, would sell well, and it did. The photo was converted into a calling card, similar to what you would know as a postcard, and was a photo that reached an international audience due to it being sold at the World's Columbian Exposition in 1893. Regardless, it made my name Fido almost as synonymous as my master's name of Lincoln. Nice. So did you just spend the rest of your life with the John Rolls family? Interesting story. So just as Abraham Lincoln did, I died at the hands of an angry man. A half-drunk man named Charlie Plank was whittling a pine stick one day when I came out, just to see what was going on, as I was used to doing. In a rage, he sprang forward at my playfulness and thrust a knife into my body. 
I ran away and my lifeless body was found about a month later near an old church where I had once gone many times with my old family, the Lincolns. It was written that I died as a direct result of my excessive friendliness, which I guess I can live with, so to speak. That is indeed very sad. You all right, Duggar? Wow! Bow wow! That's really amazing. You know, it is really very clear that Abraham Lincoln missed you, and I am sure that he thought about you often. And you know, it sounds like you really did mean so much to him and later to the country, but boy, he could have really used you in Washington during those lonely four years where he had so much stress with America's greatest conflict going on. But I guess that brings us to the last question, and Duggar, you have a question that you want to use to end up all of our podcasts, I mean, podcasts? You want to do the honors? Sure. So, Fido, in your opinion, who rescued who? I have read that way back in the 1800s, it was very uncommon for a family dog to have as much leadway as Abraham Lincoln gave you. So he gave you a great life and many say, treated you like a member of the family, which was unusual for dogs in those days. But you were really there to help a man who now we know from history suffered with what we now call clinical depression. So Fido, who rescued who? I think that more often than not, Honest Abe saved me. And let's face it, had I been in the White House, I would have taken my muddy paws and made a real mess of the place. That might have made me one of the most unpopular dogs in history. And who knows, now everyone's favorite pet-friendly research site might be called Bring Checkers, rather than Bring Fido, for dog's sake. So Abe knew it was best to give me an early retirement from all that drama that might come from living in Washington City. Still, I sure did miss them in my later years, and I never did accomplish my lifelong dream of becoming a lumberjack. Jeez! Me either! Awesome! Thanks to Fido Lincoln for joining us for our first podcast. It was great hearing his story, and now we all know why Fido is such a well-known dog name. I never knew all of those details and that Abraham Lincoln was such a big dog lover. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to meet Duggar and learn about some of his famous furry friends. The series was created by Ken Barlow, produced by Colin Larson, and inspired by Duggar, a real Bishan Frise Shih Tzu mix that lives in Indianapolis with Ken. Episodes were written by Kevin Barlow and edited by Ken Barlow and Colin Larson. Original music created and performed by Colin Larson. Visit our website at www.duggardinners.com so you can learn more about our pet-friendly solutions. Be sure to recommend Duggar Dinner Solutions to your favorite pet-friendly destinations. Hi there, it's me, Duggar. Time for me to get back to thinking about pet-friendly solutions and napping.